Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. The Around the NFL Podcast is live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. Hello and welcome to Around the NFL presented by DraftKings. Yes, and Jason Zumwalt, he told you what you needed to know about the setting. Here we are in Las Vegas, Nevada at Mandalay Bay in the, what do they call it, the media center? No, this is the... The epicenter. The command center. Radio Con- Row, whatever it is. Center, I the believe. convention center. It's they, the they center of it all. Yeah. And a beautiful set uh, provided to us by our, iHeart, the good people at iHeart. And we are thrilled to be here. Dan Hansis, Got Heroes, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, and you heard her voice, Colleen Wolf. Hey! <laughs> and Colleen, can I just say, I am thrilled that you're here. Me too. I mean... I, w- I was worried. You went up yesterday with the Air Force Thunderbirds. These are the guys, ah! these are the dudes that do the flyover before the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And you went up in there to grab some G's, to take some G, some of the G power away from Triple G. Uh-huh. Did you go more than Triple G? That's You don't the understand G oh. power if you think that it's an inexhaustible resource. There's G's for everyone. How many G's, Colleen, did you go? I pulled nine G's. Nine G's, Colleen! Tripled your G output. Oh, my God. The gauntlet's been thrown Ah, down. This was the coolest experience of my entire life, and nothing will ever top it. So I don't know now where that leaves me mentally, but I'm still processing the whole thing, and it was the most amazing experience. Wait, what does nine G's mean? Are you worried that your husband, John Gonzalez, saw you say it was the best day of your life and thought like, (laughs) well, I've spent a lot of days with her, but this wasn't one of them. Um, No, John was so excited about it. I I, I don't even know how to describe what yesterday was like. First of all, I had to do so many hours of like briefing and training. Like as soon as I got there, they were teaching me how to cut lines on a parachute. I had a pocket knife in my jumpsuit in case we had to eject. I had to do all sorts of like (laughs) egress training and 
they teach you how to breathe to handle the G's because if you don't breathe through it, you'll pass out immediately. Hmm. So I had wow. the, like I had a G suit on, which was really cool because it's like plugged into the plane, so it's automatic. It just starts compressing when you start pulling G's, and you have to basically. They were like, if you're going to pass out. If you're mm. not breathing right, you lose your color vision first, and then you start to get the tunnel, and the tunnel will close in until you black out. And when we went up, I've seen the Top Gun sequel. I'm aware of ex- how it works. Yeah, they're I the, think. pull up, pull up. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching that and very closely. <laughs> uh, there was all sorts of like codes that we had, like ease. If I was feeling sick, there was a gang load uh, in case there's a fire in the cockpit, and you have to go full like oxygen. Uh, bailout, bailout, bailout is eject, oh egress, egress, egress. There's like a canopy thing that flies off. So we go up and there he's like, okay, we're going to, let's do a G warm up. So we're just going to do like the human body. Essentially, I learned this yesterday, can handle four to five G's. And mm. then after that, you have to breathe through it. And so we did five G's and I lost my color vision. The tunnel started to close. And I was like, no, 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 no. Not on this first thing we're doing. And so I tried really hard and I like did the breathing and I was able to reverse the tunnel and come out of it. And I was fine. We did all sorts of tricks. They were doing spins, loops, barrel rolls. We were flying upside down over like the snow capped mountains. It was so cool. And then we did nine G's and I feel like I've accomplished the, the most insane thing of my life from not passing out, not throwing up. And to make it all even crazier, my lucky number is eight. And I went up with Thunderbird eight. So it was Ew. eight on the plane. And his call sign was triple. Mm, how about that? Triple G. Little triple I was G. Like, this is so perfect. It was so fun. Wait a minute. You uh, At some point, you lose color vision. Yeah. Are you seen in black and white then? What is it? What that's does that like, even mean? That, that's basically the oxygen is not go, like the, the blood flow and the oxygen is not going to where like it is. Like you're on the to way go. to passing out, essentially. Exactly. There. So then once I was able to reverse the tunnel vision, then my color vision came back and Jesus. it was fine. I was so disoriented after the flight, though. I did not expect it to be a full body workout. I was completely drenched in sweat. Hmm. I am so sore today because you have to tense up your whole lower body and do all of these like breathing exercises. And when I woke up this morning, it felt like I had been on a week long bender where I only drank and did all sorts of drugs. (gasps) And I felt (laughs) and mind you, I went to bed like a summer of Connie, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> Not even like that. I, I've, I've never experienced. I was so hungover feeling this morning. And I was in bed last night at 845 Whoa. and did not have one drink. And Whoa. I still feel like a little off. I have my the oxygen since I had it up at 100 percent. They said for a couple days, the oxygen will have to escape from my head. So oh I'll get God. crackling in my ears. This is- so I'm doing a lot of snap, crackle, pop right now. And my head feels a little funny, but I made it and I did it. And it was so cool. Well, we're very proud of you. Thank Kelly. you. I am. And these are the guys that are going to be horrified. doing it before the game. What? Yeah. The so, same guys. Well, yes. These are the same pilots that are going to do the flyover. And they fly like 18 inches apart doing all of these tricks. And I was like, give a couple more feet. I don't understand how when you hit tur- like turbulence, how you guys aren't hitting each other right. when you're Why that close. Why is a wing not just being pulled right off the craft? And it was so interesting because they said because they are flying so close together, they all hit the turbulence at the same time. So they move together, too. 
Yeah, hmm. but like, what if that doesn't happen one time? Yeah, just once. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's dead. Um, Mark, how are you? And Colleen, that is. Please don't do it again. I just it was very stressful hearing. My dad was there. Yeah, he was yeah, in the Ed, Air Force. Ed's here, and that's great. I, that is unbelievable. I think I have to join the Air Force. Uh, <laughs> Mark, how are you, by the way? I have about a fourth of my voice. Yeah, what is going on? I, now, you drove here. Yes. Oh, and it was I, immediately like, uh-oh, where's no, no, Mark no, going? No, no, no. actually We got the like, text that you were in Barstow last night. Well, so yeah. Barstow, Barstow is literally halfway between Los Angeles and Las Vegas, unless... Um, it is pouring rain from like the deep heavens and at one point snowing. Then it's like three hours and a half. Uh, but like got to a hotel, <laughs> fell asleep within five minutes, woke up, came here. It was a very smooth trip. In fact, got here hours before the show and, uh, you know, not much else to report now, except um, working, drinking lots of tea. That's good. And we got to get you through the next four episodes here from Las Vegas, of course, here for Super Bowl 58 Chiefs. 49ers. We're going to get into the game in a, in a minute. I just want to, I want to say for the listeners, this is a very special week. Where, like I said, we have this beautiful setup that iHeart has has uh, been kind enough to give us. I feel like we got some juice here. Great looking uh, set. on the floor at Radio Row. We got it's is gorgeous. This, is this real marble? I mean, I'm just I'm impressed. I saw Jerry Rice walk by just a few minutes ago, and he kind of looked up longingly at like, wow, my set's great. not that nice. I had a great Jerry Rice moment on the set right next to us. Uh, I was speaking with our friend MJ Acosta, and uh, MJ knows everybody. So Jerry, Jer- not Jera, Jerry rolls in <laughs> with his uh, contingency and uh, says hi to MJ. They exchange pleasantries, know each other somehow. And, uh, uh, and then he looks at me, and he's like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? So he, just, so he just stuck out his paw, and, and we shook hands. And I was like, yeah. All right, Jerry, I interviewed you once in 2011 in Andy Fenelon's office. Oh, and he remembered. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah of course. No, he didn't remember it. <laughs> um, Mark Sessler, because it's Super Bowl, Super Bowl week, we are, we are a show that's always innovating. It's how we win awards. It's, it's, we just did win an award. What award was it again, Greg? It was the Sports Podcast Awards given out in the, in the U.K., Yes, and what, a, what an incredible achievement by around the NFL. And we were just nominated for the best NFL podcast uh, and the iHeartMedia Awards, which I believe they'll be sending us Ooh to the la award la. show. I haven't asked yet, but we'll see. The competition's pretty rough there. It's the best sports podcast. Best sports we're going pod. up against Club Shay Shay. They just did about 70 billion downloads. The, um, Travis, the, Kel- the Travis Kelsey show. Who's New that? New Heights. Who's that? Levitard's yeah. in there. Levitard. <laughs> Who's that guy? Oh, also... Um. Uh, uh, the uh, pro the football guys. talk commentator got the uh, <laughs> pardon my take. Part of yeah. my take, of yeah. course. And, uh, Heavy hitters. That's uh, one so. where it feels okay that we're just kind of in the group. It feels yeah. good to be it's, in the it group. It feels nice you know? to be nominated. But the reason why we are nominated is because we continue to innovate. Um, we, we always roll out different, um, you know, satellite programs. And we have a great one debuting today with Mark Sessler, uh, you know, You've won awards for this guy gets it. I mean, that we all know. I don't like to talk about it, but yeah. there have been multiple. You never awards. bring it up, but uh, we wow, have another. So humble. Yeah, we yeah. have another offshoot that I think could be the Frasier to Cheers coming up in just a little bit. We're going to have some guests coming by, and it's going to be uh, Mark's stage, and we're going to go into Mark's little world uh, mm. with two very special guests. Should I say who they are? I, I mean, they'll see I it will. on the podcast You're right. title. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Cleveland Browns, <laughs> Spoiler all alert. pros. <laughs> Stars, Miles Garrett, the presumptive or possible defensive player of the year. We'll find out on Thursday at NFL Honors. And star cornerback Denzel Ward. Sit down with Mark Sessler 
and Mark Sessler alone just in a couple minutes. Your thoughts, Mark? I will say these Super Bowl weeks, like, things happen to you because everything's happening in a flurry uh-huh. in, like a, a, like, a visual snowstorm, and then suddenly you're on a plane home. Like, having so just true. gotten here a couple hours ago, and now this is happening, um, and this was just, this plan was just hatched this morning, and there was some back and forth on how it should look, and, like, uh, I'm just praying it goes well, basically. Yes, I can, That's how I am. I can feel the anxiety yeah. from hundreds Not, of miles away I, over text, but it's, it's going to be it's beautiful. It's a little different than some people that you'd interview. Mm-hmm. I mean, even from like an NFL perspective, like Miles Garrett is a top five NFL star, and it's like I've created some questions that I don't know how they will go with these two figures. Yeah. So what have you scribbled yeah. your questions on over there? Well, there have been some technical <laughs> issues, so I put it on a little 1989 piece of paper from the... The Cosmopolitan Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's coming up in just a little bit. But before we get to that, why don't we open up Super Bowl week mm. here from Mandalay Bay with one big thought. And, you know, listen, it's, this, is, this is a huge, enormous stage. Enormous. A little Francesa. Enormous <laughs> stage for uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, think about this. I, I did some research on this. So the the standard, of course, is Brady and Belichick, and they won six together. Paul Brown and Otto Graham won seven, but that's different. AAFL, uh, four, three in the NFL with the Browns, who are going to be on the show in just a bit, the faces of the Browns' defense with Mark Sessler. Um, uh, Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr Star won five titles together, mm. uh, but some of that, of course, predates Super Bowl as well. The Super Bowl era, which started in 67, I believe. Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw, they won four. Hallis and Sid Luckman won four uh, for the Bears. Those are championships, but that's, again, pre-Super Bowl. So on the Super Bowl era, Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, they produced three. And Brady and Belichick, six. And I'm thinking about those two combos, and now it's Mm. Reed and Mahomes. And they have – Mahomes has been in the league seven years, and uh, he's been the starter for six years. And they've been to six AFC title games. This is their fourth Super Bowl, and they're going for their third Super Bowl championship. And I can't – you just don't know. Greg, you're you're a a Patriots historian of their their big run. The gap between uh, the last pre – Their third and fourth titles. Yes. How long was that? Ten years. Ten years. So – the idea that we could just pencil in Mahomes and the Chiefs with Reed to get back next year or the year after. No, like it, during the, over the course of a career, even Brady and Belichick, the standard bearers, they went a long gap before winning uh, and starting that second run. So you got to make good while the, while the good is there to be made. Winning this one, getting the third one in the bag. Mm. with another 10 to 12 years of his career ahead of him. And who knows how long Reed is ready to go on, but he's not looking to retire based on what he's been saying this week. It's such an opportunity for them. They're already legends, uh, but to enter that different stratosphere of all-time greats. And we're here for it. And we're kind of lucky because as difficult as it is for me to watch the Patriots up close the way we got to do in that second half of their run, to go from Brady to Mahomes to see two of these legends, all-time greats, it's pretty cool. I have tried to not take 
greatness for granted because like a lot of people, I was disappointed the Chiefs made it to this point. I wanted fresh blood. I wanted it to be the Bills finally getting over the hump or the Ravens and, and Lamar for the first time. That would be exciting. And as we've gotten closer to the Super Bowl, it's like don't be bored with greatness. I think what you said was, was perfect because I think about Andy Reid a lot in terms of his trajectory. And when he was with the Eagles, I thought he was the best offensive coach in the league. As much as Kyle Shanahan, I think, in the last 10 years, I thought Andy Reid changed football. Like, he, like, I thought he was a Hall of Famer before he won his first Super Bowl. He was that good a coach, but he couldn't quite get over the hump in terms of winning the Super Bowl with the Eagles. To see, to see that guy paired with Mahomes, which there's no comparison for Mahomes. I mean, you're saying, okay, th- this puts him in a certain class. In a certain way, Mahomes is in his own class. There is no quarterback remotely similar in terms of their first six first years. First six years, yeah. I agree Just in that. terms yep. of the individual accolades, his individual excellence, just how great he is, and the team success. He, he is the greatest player in terms of his first six or seven years. So for those two guys Enter to the come lineup, together. His first year right. as a starter is a star. Like, right. it was immediate. He, yeah. was, he was the best player in the league. Yeah. All right. How about you, Mark? Get us going uh, with yours. One big thought. It's on the other side. It's Kyle Shanahan. Because to me, he's the great what-if coach. He, he lost 28-3, to biggest stage possible. We, we were just here a couple years ago in this same matchup. These two teams are quite different. And yet the Niners had a lead in that game and fell apart when it mattered most. And in general, this is someone that you could look at and say he could have five or six Super Bowls if, if things had gone differently. He's lost multiple NFC title games. And it's tough to get back, but he, does, he has brought this Niners team back years, years, years in a row. And yet this feels like a different team to me just because you're getting the quarterback play you wanted. No matter what you say about the Brock Purdy situation and experience, he's done fine by the Niners, done everything that a Kyle Shanahan Shanahan quarterback be asked to do. But it is a top-heavy, weapons-rich offense that you don't know who to protect, who to stop. And I think this is Kyle Shanahan's chance. And it's like, I just feel if this doesn't happen for them, Mm. that the Kyle Shanahan legacy, you know, like Mike Shanahan, went years until he finally won those two with Elway. Elway went, obviously, years, losing multiple Super Bowls before winning two. And neither one, Elway retires, but Mike Shanahan never got back to those heights ever again. That's your lesson from your own father, that even if you get there and you win, two might be the, the, the crown. One might be the crown. And to lose a third Super Bowl, one as an offensive coordinator, um, this weekend would just be crushing. I think it just takes so much resilience from not just him, but everyone else to get back and there is a fair amount of weight, I think, on certain Niners players that were here last time that feel that. Where the Chiefs, to me, it's not house money for everything you just said. It matters so much. And it's like, I, I just watching a little bit of, of like opening night, media night, that like the Chiefs feel kind of loose to me. Not that the Niners feel butt tight, but the Chiefs just feel kind of like they've been here and loose. Gross. And I just wonder if it gets into one of these key fourth quarter situations. Like, which team do you trust? To pull it out, Shanahan. I do say I do think one thing. After what happened last week in the NFC title game, defense fell, fell apart in the first half. You're down by a ton. That was a different type of win for the Niners. I, I, I'm kind of glad that happened for them. It was instructive. Colleen, your big thought. Okay, my one big thought is also about one of the coaches involved in this game. But I'm going to go with Steve Wilkes well, because um, I think that. His performance in this game and the way that this game goes could really change his trajectory in the NFL because everyone is talking about Spags in this game. Everyone's talking about Shanahan and Andy Reid, but 
Steve Wilkes against Andy Reid, like think about all of the Niners DCs that have gotten head coaching jobs in the NFL. Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans. If he has a big performance against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on the biggest of all stages, he's going to set himself up for a potential head coaching job in the future. Mm. Big, yeah, big one. And that's been cottage industry, D.C. for the Niners to get a gig. Uh, and it hasn't been a, always a smooth ride this right. season for them, but we'll see. Greg, close it out. One big thought. My, my big thought is more about where we are right now. To just like take a moment and realize we got CJ Stroud standing over here in the Las Vegas, get him, Mark. like in Mandalay <laughs> Bay. And it all seems normal now. And this show is, is presented by DraftKings, and we're, we've gotten used to that over the last couple of years. But it's freaking crazy. Five years ago, 2000, actually seven years ago now, 2017, Roger Goodell is quoted saying, We're not changing our position as it relates to sports gambling. We don't think it's a positive thing. Like 10 plus years ago, and he was asked about that this week, uh, he says, I think it's bad for the sport because he was worried about how people would question the integrity of the game and as it relates to gambling. And I don't think that's really happened. We're, We're hearing all the jokes about the scripts and stuff like that, but I don't think it's really related to gambling. But it's just a totally different world, and I don't know exactly how it's going to go. But the fact that the NFL has completely embraced Vegas to the point where they sort of fast-forwarded that giving them a Super Bowl, it, they had to prepare for the Super Bowl because New Orleans backed out faster than any city ever has, like less than two years. And we're here, and there's NFL slot machines, and there's everything. <laughs> it's just freaking crazy. Because at is. one point I was like a 17-year-old kid whose two favorite things in the world were weed and sports gambling. And I would have never troubling. I would have never imagined a world Little where, has changed. Where, where well, one has ah. changed quite a bit because of our employment. Like I would have never imagined bro. Oh. I would have I would have never so you're still a heavy drug user. No, no, okay. actually that's, that's died down relatively, but it's still a beautiful thing. Like we should the, really dive into that. But the fact that we're living in this world where where both of those things are legal and they're encouraged that they are funding a lot of what's going on here and i think we're in this weird sort of in between there's been a lot of laws in in the uk that have kind of pulled back some of um the regulate like it's been an industry that's been regulated a lot more and right now we're just kind of in the wild west where like anything goes i think we'll look back at this time as like wow that was that was kind of crazy everything that happened back then we understand why this has been a remarkable development uh, for you (laughs) and all of us uh, no doubt. Although I did stop, you know, gambling well before I came to this, uh, this place in the NFL. All right, we got it. it too Greg. You're safe. It was too stressful. All, I just looked over my right shoulder, and a enormous, enormous uh, superstar uh, for a certain team out of Cleveland oh. is ready to join us. So we're going to take a break, and when we return, that's face. Is they debut. Um, now I'm watching them too. Over the latest shoulder. spinoff of the around the NFL universe. Uh, Mark Sessler, lead the way, our friend, and then we'll be back on the other side of it. We shall do it. All right. Be right back. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome back to the Man Cave. Two very special guests today. We have got two actually huge NFL stars from the same team, teammates. Miles Garrett, possible defensive player of the year. We'll find out this week. Pro Bowler, Pro Bowl cornerback Denzel Ward. Incredible season this guy, this year, the guys. I, I want to just ask quickly, like, the immense change between last year's Browns de- defense and what happened this year under Jim Schwartz, um, you know, that's why he's up for potential assistant coach of the year, why you guys are up for all these awards. What was the difference? Like, how did, with so many of the same players, how did it shift so quickly? Man, it's, it's so much I can say. So much I can say about uh, Coach Schwartz. Um, I think just uh, his attention to detail uh, was a key difference. Just being in the meeting rooms and him being able to coach us all and, and take us through what, uh, what's all expected, expected of all of us. And uh, just the energy out the field. I mean, you've seen us out there having all these handshakes and celebrating everything. I feel that stuff played a huge part in our success this year. And uh, he was one of the key reasons as to uh, why that was. How about you? Uh, 
I mean, one of the main things is, you know, you always preach about you know, celebrating with your teammates, you know, swaggery and badassery, you know, mm-hmm. you know keeping that, uh, that attention to detail, you know, you know off of what he's, you know, he said before, you know, we were you know, always in the meeting room. He always led, you know, the meetings, you know, himself. You know, he always went through each position, you know, detailing what, what each guy's going to do. And, you know, it might have been, you know, down to nitty-gritty with our own position uh, coaches. But, you know, he was always in everything that we did, making sure that it was, it was just how he wanted it. But that energy that you see on the field, it's also, you know, coupled with the energy that he, he has every day, that passion that he shows every day. And that, that kind of stuff is, uh, is contagious. When you hit the league... It was popular to talk about the fact that you were that you were a poet off the field, that you practiced poetry, that words matter to you. Could you give me a few words to describe your teammate Denzel Ward? Uh, ooh, a few words? Lockdown. Respect. Respect. Relentless. <laughs> I like that. How about in reverse? I'm not suggesting that you uh, write poetry off right, the field, right. but you could just use the same exercise. Yeah, definitely. I'll say Miles is an electri- I'll say electrifying is one of the key words that pops out when I think of Miles Garrett, electrifying and uh, dominant. <laughs> I like that. You know, so one of the reasons that I'm, we've got a number of people on the show, but I have been a Browns fan going back to 1986. So, you know, the Marty Schottenheimers, the Bernie Kosars, the Frank Minifields, Hanford Dixons, Clay Matthews of the world. This defense was different to me. Um, there was a bit of a controversy, I thought, early on in the year when they put Brownie the Elf back at midfield, and there was, I don't know why people had such a reaction. Um, I think it's historical. It goes back to the earliest Browns teams. I would ask you personally, though, and I'll start with you, Miles, like, Elves in general, do you believe that at some point on this earth, like, a mythical creature like an Elf actually existed, or does that not sit well with you? Um, do I believe that? I haven't seen it, so I can't particularly say that I believe too strongly in it. But, you know, maybe I just need to, need someone to make me a believer. All right. Elves, your take. See, so I'll ask, what exactly is a elf? Well, I mean, you're looking at one at, at the 50-yard line during each of these <laughs> games. But it is typically, um, you know, a being that uh, I believe uses invisibility, um, is good with a bow and arrow. Um, existed in you know in the woods typically. Mm-hmm. So is that a wood elf? Are we talking high elf, dark elf? I think that oh, it, it runs the whole gamut. I mean, if you get into, I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm sort of an fringe elf individual, but like the fact that I think some people thought it doesn't represent a tough you know football player. Well, there's a lot of things happening with elves that could cause a problem for the Ravens or Steelers. I think depending on some of their powers. Right. So and we'll leave it out. We we'll, we'll leave that right there at that. So I did. I've had a question always about like when I, um, you can tell that I probably played football at one point in my life way back when, but I, we would have these pregame meals where like some dad on the grill would create like immense amount of food and we go out and we all just pig out and then 40 minutes later you're out getting your butt kicked by Wilton High School because you just <laughs> want to be taking a nap at that point. Like what do you each in, eat and ingest from the morning you wake up until like the 1 p.m. kickoff? What goes into your body? A smoothie, smoothie and water. You keep it light. Smoothie, water. Uh, Gator Light. Yeah, similar. I, I'm not a big eater uh, come game day. I'm drinking a smoothie, probably eat some fruit, uh, banana, and that's about it. I, I don't eat too, too, nothing too big. No, I like that. So you're here for Bounty, um, and uh, I love Bounty, good product. It's helped me at my, in my house often. Like, how about for you? Has there been a situation, uh, I don't know, maybe some sort of uh, major fiasco in your own household or life where Bounty has uh, saved the day for you? I mean... 
I got dogs, man. There's all kind of fiascos happening, so yeah. bounties come to save the day multiple times. Okay, so you right. use the product that you're pitching. I like that. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I have parties all the time with my family and everything, so it's always a mess being made uh, come party time, so uh, bounty definitely uh, saves the day when, when using that. Okay, just a couple more. Um, Denzel, for you, do you believe that Steelers fans have ever read a book? Do I believe Steelers fans <laughs> ever read a book? Um... Yeah, I'm sure they read a book here and there. Time, you know, that sounds some, about right. At some point, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, last one for both of you. You know, you, I think this was one of the most surprising seasons, and, and it's the Joe Flacco of it all. It's you playing your best football of all time, the teammate in general. All, I mean, just the way that the Browns came together, I think for Browns fans, it's unusual. They've been through a lot of ups and downs. Um, Kevin Stefanski, Coach of the Year candidate. It was really joyful to watch down the stretch, um, but then it ends the way it does, and obviously I would just – what is your goal? Where do you want to be a year from now when, when we're sitting here at Super Bowl week? What, what, is, what are the Cleveland Browns saying to their fans at that point? You'll be talking about us on the radio, and you won't be able to, to have us sitting here, and we'll be preparing for a game. No more Elvin conversations a year <laughs> from now. Well, uh, maybe the no. <laughs> post-game, right. no, we're talking, we have a trophy in our hands or maybe a bottle or something. <laughs> we're, we're celebrating a, a win. I love that. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, that's the ultimate goal it is, is to get to where uh, the, the Chiefs and the 49ers are playing right now. So uh, that's what we're going to work hard to do this offseason and come back uh, better than last year. All right, good luck. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. All Thank right. you. This has been a trip to Mark's Cave. Brought to you by Devlin McGregor. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day, bro. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, man. Sestog, the premiere of Mark's Man Cave. And I got to say, Mark, I bet you're feeling great now because you got that off the plate. Yeah, I hope the people are still listening. Um, it, it, that, again, it's like you, when you're dealing with like 60% of your voice and they didn't mm. want to wear like cans, headphones. So like right. I was, um, you know, it was a you bit of a, amplify a stage bit moment. You're suddenly on but stage. We, you know. it's, it was an interesting experience for us right. because we're watching our own show for the first time <laughs> and we couldn't hear what you were saying so yeah. we'll be listening like the fans um, by the way because uh, I know Greg and Colleen haven't heard it we are we're always looking to monetize the show um, and and build the empire uh, yeah. this is the name the name of the, of the program that everyone just heard And and Devin McGregor is a placeholder. Uh, we're looking for sponsors, and I thought Man Cave Mark is perfect because uh, on the heels and the momentum of your DiGiorno's ads, really pushing your everyman appeal out there a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, I think so. Um, the idea of people coming down into your cave, it's just an extension of that brand that we're building. So anybody, uh, including... I'm, not, I'm just going to say DiGiorno's. Like, if you want to extend the brand uh, connection with the Sestog, uh, Man Cave is open for business. Devlin McGregor, just just a placeholder. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hesitation is on the part of um, that one particular pizza vendor. I, I continue to have hope that they'll, uh, you know, perform and come out of the shadows. They did tweet at me. They did. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's big. That's a start. Yeah. Um, we you could lead a DiGiorno's to water. Right. But can we, you make a drink? We're going to find out. That's true. We've done this show for, for 10 years, and it's been great making <laughs> podcasts. We're podcasters. The next 10 years, influencers. Ooh. That's really that's where the guap that's, is. That's really Time what, to level up, guys. That's what we're happening. That's where the guap is. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, <laughs> mm-hmm. the perfect eats, and the perfect plan to keep everyone pumped all night long. <laughs> I feel like I'm, it, you know... Punishing or someone or else. <laughs> well, actually, can I say I did? Like Gail Godot, like having to eat that pizza. And all of a sudden. We're not going to play it back because I don't want to make light of it because it's an important, it's an important cause. But you're, the the latest ad read that's out there about the getting professional help, yeah. very different tone, respectful and somber. Well, yeah, I received some coaching Versus before that. I recorded that, and I tried to pay attention. Connie. Um, Hey. Where's your headspace at? Where's the oxygen levels? And my head is in the cloud still, guys. I had if things went sideways, I did prepare something oh my God. for this show. Okay, uh, is it a eulogy? Colleen was an amazing woman, <laughs> funny, kind, vivacious, and that laugh. Oh, that laugh! Mm-hmm. A wild Irish rose she was, bringing serenity and warmth to this crazy garden we call life. And then, and then we just all start to share memories of you, but. Don't need it, so we're good. I'm, I'm. Uh, that's so nice of you to think ahead and, and plan that way. Thank you for thinking of my death. <laughs> I mean, you're going up in a jet. 
Yeah. With the jets, how close are they? 18 inches? Well, that's when they're flying with can the we other planes. Can we make it 18 yards next 18 time? 18 There was inches. just one up there, right? There was You weren't flying No, two. it was just one. Okay. It was just me and Triple up there. So. By the way, these guys, I saw maybe it was the man that you were Triple up there Triple was with. here. He just texted me, but they just left. This guy triple. out of Triple. By the way, a lot of people coming for your triple, your G's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well, hard to ignore this. The like Colleen literally tripled your G's. Like she yeah. tripled triple G. I'm I did. Just, and I, I, let's talk about brand invasion. I'm I'm taking this as like an opening uh, serve, essentially, <laughs> and I will return fire at some point. But th- this guy that you uh, you went up in the air with, whether if it's him, I don't know. But right out of central casting, like oh oh, you you guys have no idea. Like the every everyone that is part of the Thunderbirds, they are all like I, I don't know what the interview Babes. process is, but it was like a bunch of Ken dolls, and all of the girls are gorgeous. Everyone mm. is a fighter pilot or a fighter pilot adjacent, and. I truly think I might have to join the Air Force, but I think my window has passed at this point. Mm. So Top Gun is real. It really is, truly. I mean, you guys should have Good met Fire. That. If you, you guys would really have liked mm, him. Really? Yeah. How many women Thunderbirds are there? Uh, there's a few. But really? also each, each jet has its own mechanic and has its own like sort of team. And so Are it's they like hot mechanics. Every, everyone's good looking. Everyone is really good looking. <laughs> every what an experience! The janitorial this service, just a bunch of nines and tens. And they're all cool, and they all get along with each other. Like the vibes were honestly so good there. Mm. Well, don't you know, Colleen? Don't judge a book by a cover. There could be something going on underneath the fingernails. <laughs> well, right? I think that you could find out what it was. You should go over there next. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring down the Thunderbirds. You know just who? To, to, you know, take them down a peg. You know who was going up today with uh, them? Matt Ryan. Oh, if Matt Ryan passes out, too many G's. Well, so they were explaining to me why, as I had mentioned, that women are more like physiologically capable of handling the G's. It's because, and I didn't realize this, shorter people are better handlers of the G's because of like the blood flow. Ah. So it is, uh, I'm a little nervous for Matt Ryan. He's six. Five, six, so you're saying it's in a tough spot. I yeah. could be an absolutely superior you could. D-force ten G's? inhaler. I, ten G's. Ten G's is the only way to beat Connie. Double digit the yeah. G's. I wanted to hit like uh, one of the mocks. This has been a great we, week for the small man. I mean, Mike Vrabel can't get a job because he's so big and athletic and strong. <laughs> uh, they're just passing out jobs to uh, five foot five, 140 pound guys. Let's what a go. moment uh, here at Super Bowl week from Las Vegas. All right, let's do some news, get caught up on what's going on around this big game. See, it's important to remember because he's mild-mannered, right, Patrick Mahomes? But he's got that dog in him. That was Mm -hmm. uh, from the quarterback series on Netflix when uh, he was going toe-to-toe with Max Crosby. It's one of the best rivalries in the league, Uh, Crosby and Mahomes uh, get after it twice a year. And saw Crosby right in the corner when I walked in. Oh. And, yeah, like, Mahomes, part of, Mark, what has made this guy who he is, like, you do not F with this guy. And we, collectively, as a people, doubted him this year. And I know it's not just him, but the way he's locked in and leveled up, and we're going to do our Super Bowl picks at the end of the week, it's just like, could you possibly pick against Mahomes and feel good about it? I don't know. I don't Mm. think I can. I feel like if you pick against him, um, if you pick if you pick with Mahomes, I should say, and that they lose, you can't walk around the streets 
beating yourself up about it because there's no way that wasn't a logical move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason we haven't seen so much like wildfire and anger and venom out of him is because things have been pretty good. It's like uh, this. Plus, you know, Kadarius Tony is dropping. Balls. Yeah, I mean that was oh, the. Well, I thought that was instructive. It's like yeah. he will get on his teammates. He will go crazy. He will show his emotions. He's got all that. Um, I think he's able to keep it under the cuff a little bit more than others. But the Chiefs in general, outside of like you know Kelsey taking uh, you know Justin Tucker's helmet and whipping it into the back of the end zone, like they're able to like con- like in the big moments not lose their cool for the most part. And it's interesting the Chiefs, like the pay again because it's you have to draw. The parallel, the last um, dynasty to this team, which I think absolutely, if they win, you can't deny it's a dynasty. The Chiefs, you could already call it that, considering the success they've had. But I th- I getting think, that third I is a big the, deal. I think they're the first team, uh, the only, the second team, the only team in history that's ever made four Super Bowls in five years, other than the Patriots. Wow! In the salary cap era, it's it's unbelievable. Anyway, um, the Patriots are easy to root against. They, there were re- elements around that team, including some controversies they were in, and then just how often they were in the picture. People just got sick of them. Um, the Chiefs, not always that case, but it's starting to happen now where people are turning on the Chiefs. They got booed loudly when they entered uh, at the opening night of festivities on Monday uh, as they took the, you know, they, they emerged. And Mahomes was asked about that, how things have kind of changed um, and how they're seen. And I really think, like, and this is some toxicity, we don't need this, Mm-mm. but I really think the Taylor Swift uh, pushback has been born that's come down and, and worked against the Chiefs as well because she's obviously connected and aligned with them and, and bros are tacky. But also the booing from opening night was a little misleading because the Chiefs fans were there first for the Chiefs podiums and then they sort of cleared out and then they had the joint appearance, the Niners and the Chiefs. So then the Niners fans came in and it was mostly Ah, Niners fans that were left. Mm. So on the broadcast, it sounded like it was just all booze. But it was also a little bit of the timing and the, the and the run of show. And also, you're driving, <laughs> hey. you're taking like the 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 drive from the airport to where you're staying in Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders, you know, Death Star has a gigantic Chiefs helm on it. So like some of the overflow of people that were just here as Raiders fans mm-hmm. were also like, I think which team I'm going to be booing will be the Kansas right. City Chiefs. Not a big problem there. So, but let's keep the storyline intact. I'm going to wipe all okay. that from the show. <laughs> Here's Patrick Mahomes on being the villain. Not necessarily. I think. Uh, I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible. Uh, so, you know, he knows what to say. Not much there. Uh, your boy, uh, uh, Mark, Brock Purdy, meanwhile, he's on the other side of this. And uh, everyone is talking about Brock. And what is he? Where does he fit in on this Niners team? How should he be celebrated? It's been, uh, quite frankly, it's become an exhaustive storyline at this point. Uh, including, oh, that guy's just a game manager. Here's Purdy on being called a game manager. Like, I feel like it's it can be a compliment at, at, at times where it's like, all right, you got a guy that can come in and, and run the system well. Um, I feel like that's a compliment. I think that's, you know, you're doing things right mentally, and, and obviously you're good enough to be able to hit guys that are open and make plays. Uh, so, Mark, like, yes, but also the, the, the pejorative uh, – nature of it is this guy isn't a playmaker he can't do it on his own uh, but he might be hoisting a, a trophy in a, a few days and nobody would care what you call him he would be a champion I mean he's refusing to in a way look at the definition the way that it's been for 20 plus years and 
I, I more agree with Baldy that he's a silent assassin. He fits beautifully into that attack. And like, I feel like I've talked about, about Brock Purdy from my point of view so often. It's like I couldn't support him more. I, I don't know what you need a quarterback to do in today's NFL in an offense like this. It's not because of the offense. Like Purdy does so much well. And we're, I think we just like we can't reconcile the fact that he wasn't like a first round draft pick. I think people are still struggling with that, that he's come out of nowhere and that no one recognized who he was before the draft too. I think it, a lot of people have some weight over around, around the fact that Purdy's blown all these expectations and been a complete surprise. But, he, but, he's, but he's not a game manager. He is the furthest thing from a game manager. The funny thing is if you look at the stats from this year, Patrick Mahomes would be the ultimate game manager. Like mm. no one throws the ball shorter depth of target than Patrick Mahomes. He's not taking any chances. He hasn't thrown an interception in six playoff games, which is outrageous. No one's even gotten close to an interception on him this year. Like, he is doing exactly what needs to be done. Brock Purdy's the opposite. People that are calling him a game manager aren't watching these games. Like, he's been a little up and down in the playoffs. Certainly the first half of that Packers game wasn't good, or or parts of that Packers game. But he takes chances. I I looked this up this week because I had a feeling. Uh, On PFF, they have big-time throws, big-time throw rate. Four quarterbacks in the NFL are in the top eight of big-time throw rate and turnover-worthy play rate. Wouldn't that be like the opposite of a game manager? So right. Brock Purdy, I thought was exceptional in terms of the good throws he made in the NFC Championship. Rewatching that, I was really impressed of how many low-percentage plays he made. So he's one of the four quarterbacks that are in the top eight in big-time throws and in the top eight of turnover turnover-worthy plays. He is a risk-taker. I don't think you can take that out of him. He's not really a game manager. The other guys on that list are like Stafford, Trevor Lawrence was on the list, and Gino. It's a kind of a weird list, but it does make sense to me. It's guys who are going to take some chances, and it's not always going to work out, but they're kind of fun to watch. And Flacco was way above the rest of them and if he qualified. Baldy talked about that, too. He said that the, the nature of the Niners' offense is to attack in the middle of the field, and to do that, you're thrown into traffic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I think part of that is built into what his skill set. He's not known to, for having a cannon of an arm, so he can't maybe hit some of the throws that, that Stafford can hit, so they attack in a different way. I, I You're not going to hear me going into this week going after Purdy too hard because I really thought the way he responded when the house was on fire uh, in the NFC title game kind of told me what I needed to know that he he is a silent assassin like he's not going to shrink in this moment he might make mistakes but he's not going to collapse about just look at his yards per attempt this season 9.6 that was the best in the entire league he was the most efficient quarterback he was top five in yards and touchdowns and passer rating how can you call him a game manager, but I guess at the same time, it's like, it's almost like X factor. Everyone has a different definition for these things. And it feels like it's sometimes fluid because you could make the case that every single quarterback who has ever played the game is in some way, shape or form a game manager. Sure. That's kind of the job. Where is he? Where is he in relation? This is an off season conversation, but in relation to the Dalton line, I, it's funny you Say who, that, Brock Purdy? Yeah. Like, I think he's in front of it, but how oh, comfortably? Yeah. Miles. Like, yes. Yeah. So he's way in front of it. And that's why I. Well, if the, yeah, I'm saying I, I agree he is. But is he is he like a top 10 quarterback? Is he yeah. top 12? Like, I think right now, at? to me, he would be. It, it's tough to remove him from the system, but he'd be somewhere in that 8 to 12 range for me, where if you were starting a team, you, you would go with about eight, eight or nine guys first. And then he's somewhere in that that mix of eight to 10, which is exceptional for any second year quarterback. Imagine if Justin Fields was a top 10 quarterback in his second year. I mean, like it's exceptional and it's okay. 49ers fans like you, 
it's okay that he's not a top five quarterback. Right. What, would, what, what would he need to do to change your opinion, to get him into the conversation of like a top five quarterback, a top like, what would he need? Top five? Top 10 quarterback. I, maybe we would just need to see more, you know, see him in a different offense, see him evolve just as around a pro. Longer. Yeah, I don't know. It's, he is, but, he is gifted but, by I, obviously great I think great cut down on the, the mistakes. I mean, he's, he did, like like the turnover worthy play thing I, mm-hmm. I was talking about. It's a reason why you wouldn't put uh, some of the other people that I mentioned. It was it was Gino who who was it Stafford it, Stafford you would put in there and like like he takes too many chances now and I think he'll he'll pull that back while still having the playmaker. Right, at and some I think point. like to Dan's point though, he bounces back from that. I think he's very mentally tough. Like there's something about him that with the way his teammates talk about him. But for me, like seeing him in a different offense, and I get where you're coming from, Dan. But like. Half the league is Shanahan offenses now. It's like he's got. It's not. I don't mean just the scheme. I mean the players around. Sure, he has potentially. But he also has made every one of those. He's made every one of those players extremely effective, and some of them, like Brandon Ayuk, has had a like a star season with him at quarterback. It's what he's he's add he adds to the gate to the game of the people around. It's one of the most age old. uh, Conversations around this time of year, like at one point, people kind of thought Joe Montana was a game manager was a system quarterback. Who should really get the credit, Bill Walsh or Joe Montana? Because at that point, he had already gone through and had success with all these other guys. And that that's like football. It's like you can't really separate it. And the beauty is, like, they're only great together. And and I there's no question to me this is the best 49ers Did offense he, we've yeah. ever seen. Like, it, it's not even close. One of the things that, like, Jordan Love's a great example. I would have him probably ahead of Purdy right now. Mm. And part of that is because – not that he doesn't those guys around Green Bay aren't talented, the young players around him, the pass catchers. Um, uh, but he, I think he made them better. And is Purdy making these this core better, or is he just fit in nicely as a as a piece that is making the most of them? You know, I think love is making that surrounding cast better. I think Stroud did the same thing as as Purdy. He's, he's that right guy behind too. you right now, Stroud. Is he? Oh, yeah, <laughs> literally. So crazy. You got to watch that. Very, very strange in my let's, uh, let's move on. Hey, this is always on my radar a little bit just because how much things have changed in um, in our world. Like 20 years ago, you know, you were playing the Super Bowl on like green concrete and the, <laughs> everything was always terrible. And now every year teams are complaining about the, the turf is he, bad here. The grass is too slippery here, this and that. So. Kansas City is training at the Raiders facility. Yeah. And they they are singing just oh. Hosanna's about it. Hosanna. Like, they're going nuts Fantastic. because it's great. We love it here. What a great team. What a great facility. Blah, blah, blah. So the NFC team is at UNLV. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are not happy with it. In fact, the union director, do we know who we, the executive director of the players union is now? It's important because it's no, it's no longer uh, D. Smith, Greg. I mean, usually Greg. I have a computer in front of me. I took the computer away Ooh. when Mark did his thing, and I forgot to bring it back. Well, I was curious if you knew it. No, Lloyd Howell. Anyway, he said today. D. Smith liked to, liked to get into the news too. He L- did. Lloyd Howell, maybe not so much. Well, wait till the next uh, labor okay. negotiation. He'll be in a plenty. But uh, the UNLV <laughs> practice f- field quote really isn't up to snuff for what our our players deserve. So uh, I just wanted to mention that. They're unhappy with where they're practicing, and the Chiefs are loving it. But I guess if it was the other way around and they were in the AFC, they'd be at the state-of-the-art facility. But that's just how life goes. Deal with it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. something seems like you could have months ago realized that might cause some problems. Truth. It's, yeah. a, it's a little bit of a knock on Vegas 
as a Super Bowl city that they don't have two high quality facilities. I think they just think, put that sod down like right. on the week. NFL though to make sure that that facility is That's the thing. Like, right? like you you this there's a lead up to this. This we didn't just announce the city. Right, but you can't just like create um out of thin air like you know, a football facility. So they I guess UNLV was the best they could do, but next time around hopefully better. I don't it's a good point. In other news, uh, Greg, you mentioned it and your one big thought that got us going how the NFL is you know, for years was like stay away gambling stay away and now we're we'll, we'll, we are fully um in bed i mean we are presented by DraftKings today right for an example we also by the way just so people know the rules so all of the nfl employees did get a sternly worded email from rog himself about hey you're in vegas to work you're not allowed to gamble obviously you can't go in the sports books uh you have to avoid all those things but no slot machine no nothing nothing, nothing. you nothing. can't go on Don't the even casino look floor at them um, I'm glad I did not read that email, so I'm glad that you apprised me of that. Like I wasn't, I didn't know that that part about the slot machines. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you a slot machine guy? No, I mean actually, it was. I thought like you need like an oxygen tank. You know, and be I feel like when you walk through a casino and I'm just the like the machines. noise of it, it's like a Dave on Busters on LSD. It's like I need to be. We shot are the down same again. in just, this. Like it's just overstimulating to walk through too a casino. Much. The colors, the noises, the people—it's a lot. Um, so just sorry, Greg. You would imagine. <laughs> Jackpot, baby! Once again. You would, you would imagine that uh, both these teams, and there have been stories, you know, go look up the name Barrett Robbins as an example. Um, there, there are stories of players that go crazy, Super Bowl week, get themselves in trouble. I think, where did Barrett Robbins go? I think he went to Mexico. Yes, I think it was Tijuana or, or parts close. Oh, I think he was no. the starting center of the Raiders. Right. And, just, and they it got, it's they a got wild story. waxed the next day by the Bucks. So They sure did. Um, well, there was the Falcons, you know, Walter Payton, man of the year. Oh, um, no. Eugene and, Robinson. Eugene Robinson. That was a toughie, dude. Got, yikes. Caught with a hooker that week. That's a lady that of the night, Greg. 86, <laughs> Patri- 80, 86, 85 Patriots had some issues before they ah! destroyed by the Bears. What a hooker. That's why they lost. so strong. No, it's not. It's a word. Is it? I don't. Know. I don't know. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Reed, uh, the coaches, Reed and Shadahan, and league representatives. As soon as they touch down in Vegas, they they're talking to the players about here. You can't. You got to know mm. what you can and cannot do. Here's what Reed said this week. We had the league security rep come in and talk to the guys right when we got here. I mean, literally when we got here, and that was part of the conversation. Was gambling. He made it very clear, restating the rules and regulations and temptations here obviously in Las Vegas, so that was addressed. Oh, man, I got a feeling. I don't want to put a, a sandwich on it, and we'll do our Super Bowl sandwich props mm-hmm. later. We're going to get a story out mm. of this week. It might be it might come off this day, so I, I don't know, but someone is going to be a storyline about you gonna, some You going to put a sandwich on it? I'm not Ooh. ready to do that because it's probably not going to be good, so I don't want to root for bad news for somebody, yeah. but that's Mark's thing. something. Well, maybe it won't well, be a bad story that comes out. There will be a story. Well, like, a, like what would be a, a I don't know. good story? Well, there's always some <laughs> there's crazy always things like to the happen. guy. The guy put a like seven team parlay, uh, you know, where he put like twenty bucks up and won like a million dollars. There's those sort of stories. Like those are, those are happy Pacheco. stories. I guess. Good news is not typically news. Um, if it bleeds, it leads. Am I right? Yeah, they got the chart back in the old day. You know. degree, so that's, I could say that. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> uh, former OC of the Chiefs, he's got rings with this team, and uh, he left KC and became uh, the offensive coordinator of the Commanders this year, but he got fired over there, so now he's looking for work. Guess what? Um, Andy Reid said Wednesday in his press conference that Eric Bieniemy spent time with the Chiefs before the AFC Championship game 
He talked with the offensive guys and hung out with us in our meetings. He's still up for a couple of jobs. Uh, he couldn't really answer if, if the enemy would be part of their staff next season. I guess if, if he doesn't get a job, but I feel like it's, is that, sh- should that be allowed? Like you get another coach now on your team and it's a guy that, you know, it's happened before. Fangio with the Eagles as, as a recent That's right. uh, example. It is, it is a weird little nether world mm. loophole that that could happen. But ultimately, he's just, you know, he's just helping out the team he already worked with. I'm sure he's getting paid for it. Yeah. A little consultant. The enemy was with the Chiefs from 2013 to 2022. He was the OC from 18 to last. I thought it was interesting how Reed answered one part of the question was that they asked would he be there next year potentially, just like if all this could shake out. He's like, well, they're in space for him right now. I mean, you can create space for anyone if you want. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, it would be intriguing to see him come back. But there are a couple people on that staff I think maybe Reed would rather have Biennemi over. It's like the Patriots, uh, you know, they hired Van Pelt. They hired our old friend, uh, why am I blanking, McAdoo, you know? They consulted with Chip Kelly. Greg, like, we, didn't, we couldn't get Biennemi in there for an interview? Some of these Pats hires, I mean, I don't know, man. And I, that's coming from a Jets fan. I, I, my coaching staff has Nate Hackett on it still. But you got Ben. You got Ben in the building. That's uh, what I'm saying. You couldn't, Hackett. You couldn't bring. Uh, it's nice to see you out here. <laughs> it's good news for the Bills. Put it that way. Felt like the enemy would have been a little different. Would have been different. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit different. Hey, by the way, finally we have a quarterback from the vaunted QB class of 2018 in a Super Bowl. We haven't talked about this yet. It's Sam Darnold. Uh, here's a quote from Darnold, by the way. He was approached uh, media night. I always envisioned going deep in the playoffs with New York and being able to make a run at the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's what you dream of as a kid. Right when I got drafted by the Jets, and still to this day, it's my goal to be able to bring a championship somewhere. Hmm. And now he has that opportunity as a backup for the Niners, but I just want to put it out there. Sam got there first, 2018, draft class. Who we got? Baker. We got uh, Josh Allen. We got Lamar. We got Josh Rosen. But only one man got there first, Mark. Sam fucking Darnold. This is the most awkward axe to to grind that you, that of your many awkward axes. It's interesting that Darnold didn't dream of getting there with the Panthers. He knew that was a failed (laughs) operation. Uh, Look, Sam Darnold, he's a backup quarterback. Who knows? You might might see him in this game like uh, we we saw in the NFC Championship game uh, last year for for Brock Purdy leaving. But he should wear that Super Bowl ring proudly. Once I saw Colleen Wolf introduce Maurice Jones-Drew on our network <laughs> as Super Bowl champion Maurice Jones-Drew and he oh, holds up on. he holds Wait. up the ring and they offer the no. viewer no context that None. MJD got it as the broadcaster Wait, for the Rams. We, I was like, okay. Sam Darnold deserves that. So I, that well, is I never introduce any of our analysts who have won a Super Bowl as Super Bowl winning except MJD because fans get so upset about uh, it. That's amazing. Right, so you were that's trolling. like you more were of an inside like troll job. I know, but he holds it up and you guys didn't explain it at all. He just holds <laughs> it up. You know those viral videos of the guy that destroys his TV when a sports team yeah. loses? That was Greg after you didn't provide the context. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my favorite thing I to like, do. I mean, it, made, it did make me laugh and troll me. <laughs> um, I, I know you're calling it an awkward uh, axe to grind. I'm just, these are facts. That's all, Mark. Number one. The All right, one, they are the factual bullet. from an angle. It's uh, you are creating. You're not creating facts, but you're putting them into a certain stew that tastes a certain way. 
Uh, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Pennsylvania man faces up to four years for illegally flying a drone over the AFC championship game. Can we not? Can we stop doing this? Oh, Why? How many commercial breaks where everyone's confused for a second and the crowd starts booing and the announcers are trying to figure it out and then, and then the ref finally comes down and goes, we are stopping the game for a official's timeout. And it's like, and you see some people looking up as they go to commercial. And it's like, some damn idiot just flew another drone over a stadium. Go to jail forever. Send a message. Wow. That's aggressive. I was going to go the other way. Wait a minute. Pennsylvania, man. So he flew it from Pennsylvania to Baltimore? Right. He probably probably was visiting it. Okay. I would just say that's impressive to me. It's an awesome drone. (laughs) It it sold so many drones. It's powered on nuclear energy. Now that we know this, (laughs) we fly it more. Four years feels a little steep. Uh, I think so, too. Our our country does imprison more than any country in in the world by leaps and bounds. I I feel like four years for a drone is the reason why. Hang them. That's what I say. This is a good axe to grind, Dan. Thank you. You want to go 12 years at least for this guy. Did you? Dan hates so, drones. People that fly them. Next 10 I hate years. Extra like, commercials. These games are long yeah. enough. Next 10 years, <laughs> like, we're going to be influencers, and Dan's going to become <laughs> big on capital punishment. It's <laughs> just going to be his thing. I'm going to run for office. My main, my main uh, campaign is, will be about drones <laughs> and how they drones. need to be That's eliminated. Better. Oh, That's my God. Best. Will you please do a campaign ad? Please. I will. In okay. fact, we got a lot of off-season uh, episodes to get through. Drones may not fly within three miles of stadiums that seat at least thirty thousand people during NFL games. So there you go. Um, and and relatedly, uh, here's a headline from the New York Post that came out today: Content creator, that's us on some level, climbs Las Vegas sphere in shocking scene to quote raise money for a homeless pregnant woman. Uh, this happened today. Wait, what? Yes, and uh, a guy. Climb the giant sphere uh, where U2 is playing, and I think Fish is there next, and the Grateful Dead and Friends, Mark. How, how is he raising that. money? Okay, yeah, like, how does one, what is, how does one that work? connect here? Crime. This is the crime beat. This is I'm the saying, why, where is the money coming from that he's raising? <laughs> oh, oh, see, that's a great question. Well, wait, no, he could have been on, if he's an influencer, he could have been on one of the many oh, right. platforms, and people oh, right. are donating. You could right. do it on yeah. TikTok or whatever. That's and you the world that you guys uh, are going into, the influencer world. Mark is leading us there. I, I no, but I'm more like, heart. how do you climb a circle? <laughs> That's the best question These of the day. These news stories have <laughs> deeper questions attached to them. How about uh, he's known as the pro-life Spider-Man? Well, you know what? I'm going to bring him along on my campaign tour. <laughs> yes, of course you are. <laughs> I got him. I got you, pro-life Spider-Man. Dan is transforming before our eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Here we go. And uh, that's it. That's what's happening in the news. Anything else uh, to add that you've seen uh, in and around the big game? Mm. Um, no, I mean, I just thought it was interesting that Andy Reid opening night was asked about foods that he likes and dislikes, and he said the only thing he dislikes is liver. Mm. Never Didn't tried see it. that coming. I've never had it. Oh, I love liver. What? I, of, of course you do, in Greg. What, how is it cooked? Like I said, to me, well, it like sounds a, absurd. Like a pate, certainly. Um, like but, fragois? But, I've had liver wished or liver worst. Is liver, that yeah, liver worst. Liver, uh, no, it's tasty. It's fine. Wait, is it salty? Or what like, kind of, what is it? What would you like? No, little, we're trying to get Mark back to me. Sharper, I'm not, we don't want to. This, there's certain this things is not a I'll just never do. A little tangier, I would say, than regular. Oh, no, that is not nice a selling point. It's a texture issue, though, a little bit, right? I think, I would, I think it's because my, my German grandfather was a liver guy, so it's just like baked into me. Wilhelm Rosenthal! <laughs> Right, Heinz. Heinz was his Heinz name. Rosenthal. Mm. Don't do it, Greg. I know what you want to do. 
We're, we're not at the doing Super anything. Bowl, Greg. Yeah, let it, you know. Just let it. Everyone, I, let that's it time and place. You're doing it. I'm not. I'm no, just talking about amazing food memories right with livers. I just Mark, really need you guys to, to behave yourselves Time here. and place, Greg. Yeah, this, this show is off the rails. <laughs> All right, we're going to take uh, one more break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to uh, have one more conversation about Vabe Game. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Uh, before we go, uh, this this will this is where we show our bona fides as real football people. Mm. This segment is called X Factors Basic Bros and, and Lazy Ladies Aren't Even Thinking About. Yeah. You see, you see how I did that? What? You included women? I, I included women. <laughs> because that's important. You know what? It's equal representation. We have we're we're going after everyone, so mm. there is no one that is safe in it, this segment. It's also important, like w- when you do mention women, that you ask for the credit of mentioning the right. women. That yes. that's important. Mm-hmm. Part and parcel. It is exactly Im- extremely important that you understand that this this industry of ours, populated by all types of people, I've done it again. So here we go. Let's get into it. So nothing, nothing, nothing basic. Okay. (laughs) Nothing basic. (laughs) Nothing basic. Nothing nothing lazy. lazy. 
Um, Mark, give us something. Give us something deeper. What's an X factor for this game? I love that Colleen mentioned Steve Wilkes. I want to just go from a different angle a little bit. That, like, he called them out. Like, the, everywhere that Steve Wilkes has been, like, win or lose on some of these teams, like, the thing I keep reading about him is, like, alpha male, like, his power and, like, absolute vitriol at times um, in the locker room and in certain speeches to players and in the way he plans, like, affects the players. And, like, they, there was, I think, tension between Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes this entire season. And you brought them down from the booth to the sideline, and I think that's made a difference. But then you go and get gashed for 182 yards on the ground by Detroit in a game that you barely, barely won, and your defense would have been the reason you didn't. And it's like we saw that we've become so accustomed under like D'Amico Ryans and coordinators past where this defense played at a certain level. And Wilkes came out of the woodwork this week very strongly and just said, nope, not acceptable. And like you can point at the coordinator, but a lot of the players came forward and said, in the NFC title game of all games, we did not put forth the right effort. And like that can all sound like locker room nonsense, but I do think that there is, uh, I like the kind of that that happened to them. What was that? I don't know. It's like a huge piece of metal just fell from the ceiling. Are we safe? Go hunt. I, I don't know. just almost hit the deck. I don't know. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was concerning. But tied into, like, the fact that they nearly gave their entire season away last week, like, I still have legitimate concerns about their defense. But, like, look look at the players. Uh, some of the better players on the defense were not playing up to who they are. So it's like, does that refocus help? against Kansas City, and do you not let Kansas City in the first half make a statement and don't let Isaiah Pacheco and others come and rush for 100-plus yards isn't, on you? Isn't that such a weird, because that's been floating around. You've heard that. Like, the effort wasn't where it was needed to be. Not the execution. Like, and maybe that's just the, a poor cho- choice of wording, but if your effort is not all the way there in the NFC title game, well, what I can the hell is the, going the plays. on? It was the touchdowns. It was the pursuit on the Jameson Williams touchdown and the Jameer Gibbs touchdown. Something's rotten. This is something the lazy ladies. Is that it? Uh, ladies. 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 Well, I was just making it, you know, specific to a specific. Oh, woman. okay. Like a lady box. But it was too close to ladies. Yeah. Lazy Lisa. Lazy Lisa's. Lazy Laura. And uh, boneheaded right, now, now berries. Now we're getting into like weird territory. <laughs> yeah, again. now it's like focused on the, the women's failures. I'm saying and the boneheaded berries. <laughs> what these people like aren't paying attention I'm, I'm, is connected to me. Is I think like we could see Clyde Edwards Hilaire have mm. a big time game. We could see some of the kind of designer runs to the outside that take advantage of what's been kind of a dumb defense. And I think that's what like I get. I, I guess it's great that you're calling him out and saying the effort's not there, but something's rotten. Like, no one's kind of pointed out that this is a bad defense. Like, it's been a below-average defense, and it's not, it's not like a small sample size. It's not the two weeks that mattered the most in the season, which are pretty important, and they've gotten pushed around, and, like, they, they're very lucky to still be playing. It's like the six weeks before that. It's the last three games that mattered. Baltimore handed it to them. I can say the Packers handed it to them. The Lions handed it to them. Most of the stops that they got are just because the Lions dropped the ball or made, made mistakes, like, that is very concerning to me, and I think very specifically, it's on the edges of their front, and it's even sometimes those linebackers who get a lot of pop for being over-aggressive. So it's guys they paid a lot of money to. It's Armstead. It, they brought in Chase Young. Uh, I think the Chiefs 
they don't have to have a, a meeting and talk about getting their minds right and, and getting their effort right in a championship game because they're championship material. And the, the 49ers defense to me has not been championship material for a while. But when Steve Wilkes gets that head coaching opportunity, everybody <laughs> can sit down. <laughs> no, I mean, you're exactly right, though. Yeah, well, see, we've given now both sides of the story. Well, you're right, though. If he, <laughs> like, they, we want a fair and balanced covered. podcast. You're yes. right, though. If they have a great game, he's going to get a head coaching job. That's how that no, he won't. Work. Not this year, but I mean, in the future, maybe. he's respected. Well, I'm not people putting it forget, all in. People will forget everything that happened in the last six to yeah. eight to ten weeks if they have a and monster they, they game. They have the Sunday. players to yeah. do it. They have Bosa. They have... Uh, Hargrave, the number one free agent. They have all these different all pros. Connie, how about you? Okay, I am going with uh, an offensive guard because Ooh. if we're talking X factor, mm. uh, I feel like X. the offensive linemen, they are always getting overlooked. It's not fair. And Nick Allegretti. Especially I think, on the in- interior of that line. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. And especially in the run game, because Joe Tooney's probably not going to play in this game. Allegretti started last week. He's a really good run blocker. He has lots of experience as a starter for Kansas City in the past. This is a seventh-round pick who's only started 13 games in his entire career, and now he's starting a Super Bowl. Mm. And you listen, the only time... We've ever seen Mahomes look mortal in the playoffs, really, was that Super Bowl against the Bucks when the line was all beat up and it was a turnstile. I was thinking how connected to your point and your point. I don't know if Chase Young has big-time football left in his body um, at this point, and this is such a huge game for him, Greggy. We've talked about the free agent. Uh, he's about to be a free agent, and he's probably not going to get a big contract regardless. But if you could come up with a couple sacks and, and do something and be a difference maker and you got Bosa on the other side, they have – you would think at least the name brand talent, the ability to F up Mahomes and cause havoc, but it just hasn't really happened. And he's made a couple plays, and they, they, I think they will run at him. You're right with a little Allegretti pop. Both of these defenses, where they're vulnerable, is, is to the ground game. So mm-hmm. we, it's all this quarterback talk, and yet you could see a, a lot of rushing yards. Greg, what, what's your... Uh, that was mine. I, see, I just seamlessly... Oh, we went that was wonderful. We yeah. almost partnered. We, I just felt oh, like okay, it was yeah. so connected. And you yeah. guys did it so well. It, it felt seamless. It was like Mike and the Mad Dog 1995 level chemistry. I well, that's it. proud mm-hmm. territory. What about a little Jake Moody, too? Ooh, yeah. It's a little X Factor. You just got two in, and that's unfair. Wait, why would you do that? Why I, would you just, do that to me? It was a bonus. Did you, was that yours? How, how Wait, could was you? it really yours? Well, yeah. tell us. <laughs> well, tell us why, I Dan. I didn't even go yet. <laughs> tell us why, Dan. <laughs> Speaking of Mad Dog... Chris Russo. Now everybody, everybody needs to get Russo on their show. We have always been the true Russo fans. Our podcast. <laughs> yes or no, Greg? We, we were first to that corner. <laughs> always. And, first and, on the scene. And Mad Dog's going to be on our show on Thursday. Just one of many great guests coming up. I think before he had a late, later career, like explosion almost. This third act of greatness. There was, yeah. you know, he was in a different stage in life. He talked to, to us about that. Like, we him annually on this show and I think brought the proper respect and understanding and context of who Mad Dog is. He's coming up on Thursday. We're going to let him know that because we love that man. What a moment. Now let's go to the Kickers Club. Okay. But nice setup. Yeah. That's, right, um, here we that's go. what I'm here to do. Now, nobody ever talks about this stuff because, oh, who cares about Kickers? <laughs> As if these guys aren't, in many cases, deciding the games. And... Um, Jake Moody versus Harrison Bucker is an obvious mismatch here. 
on papers, on paper, in terms of experience, in terms of what we've been seeing from each of these guys in recent weeks. Handsomeness, hair. I'm yeah. not going to go there. That's that's. Let me Google real quick to check. I haven't. Let us know, Colleen. Yes, let us know if Greg's right. <laughs> oh, one, he's got great hair. Is one an uggo? Is that what you're saying? No, I could be totally wrong. I can't even. I just think Bucker <laughs> has great hair, so he's got to outshine Moody. Anyway, Butker, I haven't been tracking this closely. I haven't really seen it, but he's been locked in. He's made his last 15 kicks, uh, field goal kicks. He's been perfect on PATs. How, how are we looking with Moody? Now I'm just on an image search for his hair. <laughs> Moody's fine. Yeah. Moody's fine. Um, in terms of what we've seen from each of the guys in recent weeks, Butker has made, he's been automatic. Um, of course, he made the game winner, Connie, last year against the Eagles. It was mm-hmm. a chip shot, but still, with the Super Bowl on the line. Big deal. Moody, you, you know, you, you hear the whispers and the way he was spoken about on the telecast that you wonder if there's been some concerns about uh, if he's cut out for, for the stage. He missed a field goal in each uh, playoff game leading to this. He, he missed a PAT in week 18. He's never kicked in the stadium. Yeah, that's a little. That matters. Feels like the stadium, though, it's like a nice controlled just environment. Saying, uh, Butker's done it many times or multiple times at That's this true. point. Um, but I, I will say this for Moody, although Butker is the guy I trust way more to make a big kick on Sunday. Like the quarterback, I think Moody did show something in the NFC title game because he could have spun out after missing that early kick. And instead he locked in and he was piping it, uh, made everything after that. Uh, so does that carry over to the new biggest game in his life. He's obviously has a high pedigree, came in as a, a hot shot draft pick. Um, well, I think he got drafted so highly specifically because he hit so many big time kicks in the, in the biggest Michigan games, like in the college football playoffs. Like he has a, it has an all time kick. So maybe that those big game memories. So him. that, that is something to keep an eye on and, and how, the kickers impact the game because I have no concerns about Butker. He's shown a, that he is nails. He's, a, to me, a top three uh, kicker in the league, and he has been for several years now. Uh, just one, another element of the, the Chiefs, by the way. Like, they're so balanced. They got, it's not just Mahomes. They've really built out credit to that organization in, in all the phases. Mm. All right. There we go. So that's, that's the first show of Super Bowl week here from – Radio Row. Again, we'll be back on Thursday. We have a lot of guests more coming guests, in the next two days. Uh, coming up. Um, and, and then uh, back on Friday with our last show. More guests, more fun. Mm. And then uh, and then we have a couple days where we have a good time. Yeah. Ed Wolf's in town. He I mean, sure is. Ed Wolf's a Mary good time. Wolf's about to be in town. Mary Wolf's Ed Wolf is already in. here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you mentioned he went to your airplane experience. He was at the, he was, the base. Greg and I both spoke to him before we started today. Proud Papa. Yes. The man has much flight experience himself, but he never went nine G's Mm-mm. like his little girl. Hey. How about that? Yeah. It's pretty it's cool. So cool. Pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, and then uh, on Sunday night, of course, uh, we will have uh, full coverage of Super Bowl 58. So that's it. Hit the music. And there's that Sam Spence music championship chase. That's what it's all about, Greggy. There can only be one. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Thank you to Eric right there, who did perfect work today. Until Thursday, heed the call.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions. West Monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into financial value for companies. The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first? Learn more at westmonroe.com.